Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back for another video. Today we look ahead to Double Gaming 23, running through how the team will line up, the transfer plans and all the talking points this week. There's lots to discuss with both a Double Gaming and a Black Gaming in our sites. Right before we get into it, today's video has been sponsored by Fantasy Football League. FFL is a new free fantasy game for iOS where you can play fantasy football in multiple leagues at the same time. If you want a front three of Messi, Haaland and Lewandowski, there's nothing stopping you. Or if you only trust your Premier League knowledge, then pick an FBL-based team. There's no right or wrong way to play. You can select players from the Premier League, La Liga, Champions League, Serie A and many more. Click the link at the top of the description to play now with me, and the link will also auto-join my mini-league. Big thanks to Fantasy Football League for supporting the channel, and you can support the channel too by playing. To get the app and join my league, click the link below, or go to ffl.co forward slash fplfocal now. So let's begin with a quick look back at Gaming 22. And thanks for the feedback on last week's video, I've made some further improvements to the layout. 69 points with Shaw Fernandez and Captain Rashford to play, a green arrow which should only improve after the second game. If you used your triple captain this game, well played. Without the power of hindsight, it seemed like a close call between Gaming 20 on Haaland and this week for me. I used the chip on Haaland who did only score the one goal, so if you used it on Rashford you're already ahead on that decision. Finally landed on the right side of a Kepa and Edison decision though, with Kepa's 10-pointer, making it returns of 10, 9 and 10 in his last three games. Arsenal disappointed, losing 1-0 on the road to Everton, with blanks from Nketiah, Erdegaard and Gabriel. That said, happy to take those three into the double gaming up next. Arsenal certainly bailed out by Spurs, and having benched Edison, it was ideal to catch Kane's goal this week. Bruno Fernandes was a good transfer as well, he came in for De Bruyne, he was benched for that Tottenham game. There's just two Man City players in the team as it stands, so a decision to be made on how to triple up or if it's worth it at all. Let's have a look at how the team's set to line up this week. Edison is in goal for the double gaming against Aston Villa and Arsenal. The underlying numbers suggest that he's been a bit unlucky. Two clean sheets in seven games since gaming 17. However, over that run, Man City is second best in the league after Newcastle for expected goals conceded. Over the entire season, Man City is still first for expected goals conceded. 
This is the last of the three double gamings that the Kepler and Edison duo gave us. A failed experiment really, with Edison's single gaming 19 outscoring Kepler's double gaming 19, and vice versa, Kepler's single gaming 20 outscoring Edison's double gaming 20. Hoping to finish with some reprieve in this last double game week. The back three is Gabriel, Shaw and Trippier. Much like City, just two clean sheets for Arsenal since the restart, which can be beaten by seven teams. Arsenal are fourth for expected goals conceded since game week 17, which is encouraging at least. Gabriel still leads for expected goals among defenders over the season, though his last attack in return was back in game week 15 against Chelsea. I'm sure he'll chip in with another return or two before the season's over, and he's my favourite of the Arsenal back four. We talked in depth about the Arsenal Man City defence in Monday's Who to Buy video. If you've not watched that yet, it'll be on screen at the end, a particularly important one ahead of the double game week. Shaw faces Leeds again for consecutive games against them. Marsh has been relieved of his duties, a shame how that one's played out as Leeds have played great football at times but not been able to get the results. Since the restart, Man United have only conceded 7 big chances at a rate of 1 per game on average, only Chelsea, Brentford and Newcastle have allowed fewer. Casemiro serves the first of his three-match suspension and won't play until March, and it'll be a big miss from a defensive perspective. Moving on to the midfield, which is Erdegaard, Rashford, Fernandes and Almiron. Arsenal's first of their double is home to Brentford, who as mentioned have conceded the second fewest big chances since game week 17 with 5, Newcastle with 3 are the only team who have allowed fewer. This is an absolutely crucial pair of fixtures for Arsenal in the title race. A response needed from the loss to Everton, and a 6 point match against Man City which could put them 8 points clear with a game in hand. Certainly one Man United fans will be watching closely as well, it could go level in points with Man City if Arsenal managed to win. Rashford has now moved ahead as the top scorer midfielder in the game. It's unbelievable how well the budget players have fared this season. After Rashford is Erdegaard, and then Almiron, and then Saka, and then a 5th and 6th which your premiums De Bruyne and Salah. As a consequence of the value available to us this season, it's easy to fit in three premiums, which in my eyes is the way to go now. This season, Leeds have conceded 34 goals, which is 5th worst, and their 30.9 XGC is 6th worst. Enjoy it while it lasts, next season we'll have Rashford as 9 mil, Erdegaard 8.5 mil, Matoma 6.5 mil, etc. Fernandez did about as good as we could have hoped for the double game week, and he's a potential transfer straight back out. We'll talk more in depth about the pros and cons of selling him now, and other potential transfer routes we could be considering this week. He's clearly a good asset to own, so there's a reluctance to sell. And among the midfielders, only Mares and his teammate Rashford have a higher expected goal involvement since game week 17. Amaral continues to disappoint. Since the restart, he's 50th for expected goal involvement among all players. You might recall weeks ago we did say it was the time to sell, and unfortunately in our case we've not had the transfers to go there, we've had to prioritise elsewhere. He'll likely survive another week against Bournemouth away, but one potential move is being considered which involves selling him. More on that later. The front three is Kane and Ketia and Haaland. When I look at Tottenham's upcoming run of games, he seems near on essential, and the next best premium after Haaland. However, it is a week to prioritise your transfers, and if you're only doubled up on City or Arsenal, then moving for the triple up first is logical. Only Haaland has more than his 148 points this season, likewise only Haaland has higher expected goals over the season. Nketiah still sits at only 8.9% ownership, very low for what he offers. 6.7 mil and 4 goals in 6 games since game week 17. I have a slight concern about the longevity of the pick. We've seen footage of Gabriel Jesus back out running on grass. Certainly he's nowhere near making the squad for game week 23, but perhaps game week 25 is a question mark. Certainly game week 28 is a worry, which is the other blank game week where Arsenal are guaranteed to play and we'll need everyone we can. So as far as the best Arsenal triple up, perhaps it's now Saka, Erdegaard and Gabriel. 
It is team dependent though, and if you've got the option to make a move like Tony to Enketia that does buy you an extra fixture this game week and also in game week 25 when Brentford blank. So Haaland completes the 11 and he gets the captaincy, no surprises there. City do feel a bit hit and miss at the moment. There's no doubt over their quality and capability to dominate games and score lots of goals. Watching the Tottenham game I was very surprised by how little the City players were looking for him and trying to feed him through. Pep has tendencies to prefer passes out wide rather than riskier vertical passes which could potentially feed Haaland through on goal. This might be something we see Pep tweak because he does need more service than we saw against Spurs. The bench is a nightmare this week. It's Kepa, Andreas, Doherty and Patterson. We can't afford any issues with the back three or the team is down to 10 men. So a decision to make whether to make a transfer in defence or target more upside from a midfielder transfer. Patterson's yet to return from injury and if he doesn't make the 11 in game week 25 that'll be an issue as well. And of course Doherty has to leave the team but not this week. There is the option to do Doherty to Ake but the plan is to sell Fernandes to De Bruyne. Of course this comes off the back of his benching. There has been some discussion that against the back three it can be De Bruyne who misses out and he was benched for the recent two Spurs games. However those are the two of his three benches all season so despite that he is fairly reliable. And if there's any truth to the discussion on De Bruyne sometimes missing out versus a back three, then we can take encouragement that Aston Villa and Arsenal both play a back four. The risk with this move is that Fernandes could outscore him, considering he faces Leeds and Leicester in his next two. But we get the potential extra fixture this game with De Bruyne, and also in game 25 when Bruno blanks. The other option is to sell Aaron for one of Mares or Grealish. At a glance this looks more sensible, but if we dig into the detail, the question is where does the team go in game 25? There's no option to go Bruno to De Bruyne, as we've already got triple Man City. The only other premium mid is Salah, who's been very poor since the restart, as have Liverpool. There is around a 48% chance of a Liverpool double game at 25, but it's not enough to justify the Aaron to Mahrez or Grealish transfer. If Liverpool got the double game week, that route would probably score more points, but the double game week is unconfirmed. So let me know how your game at 22 went, I read every comment. If you'd like to follow my content, hit subscribe and every video I release will appear in your feed. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.